Welcome to another edition, the Sunday edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are here today with an old friend, Carol Morgan, who runs a media outlet called the Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio Show. Did I say that correctly? That's correct. That'll work. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I'm not going to say how long Carol has. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you go there. No, We've only no, known no, each I'm other not, for not a few years. But just a few years. A, a couple of years. A couple of years. Um, I think there was a zoo involved, maybe. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I yeah. think it's been since PRSA Younger Professionals. Do they even yeah. still have that? Uh, they do. They do. <laughs> not as cool as it was when we were at church. Can't possibly be as cool as younger was. professionals aren't as cool as we were. That's right. So what I want to do is, you know, we're going to go through our four questions, but let me start with just tell me what is the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show? What What is it about and what do you, what do you guys like to cover? Yeah, so it's a podcast. It's mostly new home focus. So we focus on builders and developers and you know, land planners and, you know, anyone who's working in the new home industry. So you know, that's the focus of my main business. So that's also the focus of the radio show. So we have one segment called All About Real Estate, and it focuses on real estate. And then we right. have a second segment that's called Around Atlanta. Um, and that's the segment that all my PR buddies seem to like, because that's where I feature, you know, your events, you know, your client that has a great event coming up, or they're a nonprofit. Or, I mean, we've, we've featured all sorts of stuff. If it's happening in Atlanta and it's a reason that somebody loves Atlanta and loves to live here, then it's applicable for that section of the show. Yeah. Uh, and how long have you been doing the show? Oh my gosh, this podcast is 10 years old. We're hitting our thousandth episode on March 31. That's awesome. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, I guess I, you mentioned something that kind of said, reminds me I should kind of give a little background about you in general. So you are not a full-time internet radio host. You have another business too, right? Correct. What's that other business? Yeah. So I'm founder and president of Denim Marketing. We are um, a marketing agency, very content focused because my background is, you know, more years than I'm going to mention in PR. So for our clients, we do PR, um, you know, branding, social media, blogging, um, and then, you know, some online advertising and, um, of course, lots of email marketing. We typically say if it can be written, we write it. Um, we focus on quality content for clients. And, and you're, do you have a particular industry focus area that you like? Most of our clients are in the home building space. So home builders, um, temporary staffing services that, um, you know, agencies that staff for home builders, interior designers. Um, we do, you know, a little bit of B2B and B2C in that space. So yeah. that's what we call a leading question, right? It's a very leading question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and you have kind of what, what I think is kind of a unique business setup. You're, you're in Cartersville, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. And, you can... uh, you have a couple of animals in, in the is, background there. Yes. My chief security officer, Champ, is back there. He's, I think, on this side. And um, I don't want to call the other one too loudly because he'll be right here beside me. But my um, chief happiness officer, Zen, is also down here with me. All right. And I saw, I saw at least one cat. Yes. Yes, Tiger King is down here, or TK for short. So, you know, when you, um, we adopted a, uh, you can't say she was feral, but we adopted a cat that was wandering around a friend of mine's neighborhood 
early on during COVID. And her name is um, Smudge, but all of her kittens have Corona-themed names. So we have Corona <laughs> SARS of 17 animals that are on premise here. It's a, I have a 20-acre farm. So um, five of them are horses. Um, only three of the horses are mine. I have a couple of friends that keep their horses here with me. So five horses, a mini donkey, which um, he has his own fan club. Mitch is a member of the club. We call him Donkey. He once had a real name, but it just didn't stick. So if you think about the personality of the donkey on Shrek, that is absolutely my donkey. He's a brilliant, gorgeous white stallion and that all the ladies love him. And he is, he's not much bigger than my dogs is the reality because he's a mini. Um, so let's see horses. There's seven cats here. So you could call me the crazy cat lady, I guess. Two dogs, a turtle and a bird. And somebody can total that and tell me if that hits 17, but that should be it. I may, I may run, run through the numbers later. <laughs> Double check me and see if I got everybody. Uh, don't want to no. leave any of the babies out. But, uh, <laughs> but I laugh. Everybody's like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, you've got so many animals. You know, I, I laugh. I feel like I work for them half the time. They tell me what they want, tell me what they need. And you've got a great work set. You've got a, a big barn in, out, out, out your window there. Yep. I may, I may ask you for a picture of that to include it here too. Okay. Happy to do um, it. So obviously the pandemic is uh, kind of affected how a lot of people do their work. How has it affected how you do your show? It has. Oh, wow. That's it's been a 180 for us. So we always had our guests come in studio, um, which is nice because you know, you think you sit with them and it's more of a conversation. And, right. you know, even though you were asking them to sit behind a microphone and maybe have a headset on they're um, you know, not quite as nervous because you've got that human interaction. So, so that part of it, I miss, I miss seeing the people in person and um, being able to interact with them. So we shifted the show to zoom, which has worked really well. Um, it has some huge pros for it as well. So it no longer matters whether guests are in Atlanta or not. I mean, obviously we're still fo focused on Atlanta. So I prefer that they have a relationship to Atlanta or to the new home industry in some shape, form or fashion, but it's allowed me to interview a lot of people that we wouldn't have even been able to consider before because they were never in Atlanta And then much like this, um, we record over Zoom just like you do. So we have an audio track now and a video track. So for our guests who are comfortable being on video, we'll also use the video in the segments, you know, unless yeah. there's, again, we're audio and podcast first. So if they mess up two million times and it's just not usable, we want, we don't sure. want to, we don't want to spend a lot of time editing it. So. Well, and I guess if you're, if you're at an event that's coming to Atlanta, but they're not here yet, you can. Zoom and record them three months Absolutely. ahead of time and get it in the can and so much easier. Time to wait till they're here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, so there, much There's easier. a lot of questions here. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, the third question is always about something cool or fun that folks might not know about you. And I kind of think we've covered that. <laughs> you've already outed me. <laughs> um, you know, hobby. You've got 17 animals and uh, things you collect. Well, obviously, animals. You're the, Dr. Doolittle of uh, Cartersville there. Um, so, well, I think so, so I guess a lot of people probably don't know that I ride dressage. So that's the equestrian discipline okay. where the horses look like they're dancing. Right. And um, the horse that I ride, her name is Johanna. We call her Hannah for short. And Hannah is a homebred, which means I, I owned her mother and I bred her mother to a you know, stallion. And um, it's how my son learned all about you know, his sex ed was all from us breeding <laughs> horses. Although he did, he's going to be embarrassed if he ever sees this or knows I did this to him. Um, you know, everything was done artificially. So it would come in a blue container. And so, yeah, so he just, he wasn't quite sure about the special sauce for a while. But yeah, anyway, I can, I can incorporate TMI. video. I can incorporate video. Video there. Yeah. 
if you got a little video, I can do a little voiceover thing, <laughs> with the horse thing, and yep. you know. So yeah, so I'm riding my homebred. Um, I'll try to remind her that I've had her since she wasn't, so she should behave. She's turning 15 this year, um, and she's a sweet horse. She's more like a big dog. She likes snuggles and she likes to be pet, and she wants you to tell her that she's pretty and give her cookies. Um, <laughs> But we are competing at third level this year, which um, is kind of the make it or break it level for horses and riders, because there's some mm-hmm. things that they must learn in order to compete successfully at this level that are, you know, a little harder. It's kind of like, you know, think about a gymnast, you know, you don't go out there the second time you show and do, you know, forward, you know, flips in the air or, you know, go on the balance beam and do all these things. It's all these skills that build upon each other. So we have been building for the last five years to get to where we are now. So it's kind of cool. So is your competition, are they usually in Georgia or do you have to travel a bit to go to this? I stay in Georgia. It just is so expensive to show. So I show yeah. um, U.S. Uh, Dressage Federation, and those are also you know USEF shows. Um, so typically Conyers or um, you know Callaway Garden area. There's a nice facility there. Um, and every now and then I'll go to Tennessee. There's a nice facility that's just you know across the state line practically. And, and how, how long have you been riding? Oh my goodness, I've been riding off and on since I was five. <laughs> so okay. yeah. So dressage for the past 20 eh, something years. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so for the show, are there some, some topics that you, you got in your head going, you know, I really want to cover these kinds of issues with these kinds of topics kind of looking down the road a little bit. You know, there's a couple of things that I haven't been able to find anyone to give me a great source for. So 3d printing. Um, I keep reading about these 3D printed houses you can actually buy now, but I can't get anyone at the company to call me back. I would love to have somebody that has 3D printed printed house. We'll find you you somebody there. So not, you know, not just medical devices or whatever some of the common says. I'd like to talk to people who 3D printed a house um, or 3D printed anything that goes into a house. Um, So so that, you know, technology, I think, is going to be... you know, one of the ways out of all these increased building supply, you know, you look at the cost of lumber and you look at the cost of plumbing and you look at all these costs escalating. And I think technology and 3D printing and some of the the new technologies and new tactics, even on the job site are going to help lower costs. So anything like that, I'm interested, always interested in um, affordable housing, you know, not just affordable housing, which a lot of people think Section 8, but housing affordability. So the fact that you and I and everybody listening to this, we all have the right to the ability to buy a house we can afford. So, you know, in Atlanta, uh, you know, 300000 is about the going rate for a new home. Um, and there's lots of reasons why. A lot of that is government regulations. So if anyone ever wants to get on and talk about how we change some of that, all the zoning laws, all the different things yeah. that are added, impact fees, um, all of that. And I love talking about the economy. I'm a statistics nerd, so that's always fun. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. And then from the events perspective, you know, anything that's coming up, especially with all of our crazy COVID mess that we've had for the last year, if you've got a nonprofit client that has a virtual event coming up, um, maybe they have a virtual fundraiser, maybe they're starting to plan real in-person fundraisers, a cool new restaurant opening, um, you know, 5K race, trying to think what all we've done. I mean, we've had um, the aquarium on, we've got, I think the history center is scheduled to come on. Um, we've had the children's museum of Atlanta on, there's lots of so many cool attractions. So, you know, anything like that, that has a big okay. opening coming up. Taking notes here. 
Yes. So, and you know, you've provided me with some fantastic clients too. So, you know, workforce, work, you know, workforce housing I'm passionate about. And then also training the future workers. So, you know, how do we educate parents and students that it's, you know, it's okay to have a blue collar job that that, you know, electrician, you're going out and getting that certification, you know, that kid who gets that certification and works under somebody else for four or five years can then go on to own their own, you know, company where they make, you know, six digits easily, you know, running the show. So yeah, sounds like you've been talking, sounds like you've been talking to somebody in the construction field. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We talk a lot of people in the construction field. You do have, you have a great client. I enjoy talking to in that. Yeah. I think too. you talked to them last, I think you did, did talk to them, talk last, to them last month. Yeah. So I think, well, um, actually, I think, you, I think you just taped that the other day. Um, all right. So Can't keep up with it. <laughs> I, I, well, you know, it's, it's funny. Some, you know, reporters always tell me, you know, sometimes they'll write a story and they submit it that they, they don't know where it ends up or when it, when it right. airs or when it, when it runs sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't always, I usually can plan these a week or two ahead, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people go, when is this going to run? It's like, I think it's going to run this week, but you know, you, you've got a little more of a schedule with, with yours than that sometimes yeah. than, than I do with mine. Well, we, we try and, and it's, and it's hard. It is, it is a bit of a production. You know how that goes, but we do, um, you know, we plan a right. month, a month right. at a time, a month in advance. We record a month at a time, um, which a lot of people probably don't know. So I have already recorded all March shows. Um, we're recorded through, actually, I think our April 1st show may be recorded too. Um, so, you know, if you've got something coming up, then, you know, think a month out. Just pretend I'm a magazine. <laughs> so right, right. Um, what we found is, you know, by recording and doing it that way, it gives me the ability that if a guest is sick, I can still, you know, especially now that we're on Zoom, we can schedule them for a couple of weeks later. Or, you know, I can bump them to a future show and it gives me time to find somebody to replace them. Because when we were recording closer to in real time when they aired, it just didn't give us a margin of error for, you know, any no shows or any problems that come up. And, you know, this is the real world. Things happen. Right, right. At least, well, usually, at least we don't have to worry about traffic as much as we used to in terms <laughs> of getting exactly. getting to interviews and getting to your studio, right? Right. Well, and I'll say my show producer loves it because he lives in Chicago now, so he's not having uh, to fly yeah. down and back yeah, and you know deal with airports <laughs> or any of the rest of that. So, um, all right. So now we get to the lightning round. Okay. So, fun fun things fun oh. things to about Carol. So. Uh, you, you said you may not be able to answer this one, but last book read. Oh, well, I'm reading this one right now. I'll show it to you. It's up here. It should be down here. I'm not getting very far through it, but this is what I'm working on now is Robot Proof. And right. it's um, I'm on the Hammock School of Business uh, board for Oglethorpe University. And this is one of the things they're really focusing on for their students is how, you know, higher education really aids to help you have a job and, you know, to teach you strategic thinking and, you know, all the things you need to know to be, you know, protect yourself from being replaced by a robot in the future. Right. All right. So favorite Atlanta restaurant or favorite Cartersville restaurant. God, Doesn't have to be Atlanta. All right. Cartersville. And I don't know that I can say favorite. We're really fortunate for, you know, such a little small town. We have two or three or four restaurants I love that are all locally owned. So I guess Appalachian Grill would be number one. Number two is owned by the same people, 8-Track. Love City Cellar. Love Moore's Market. Um, oh, we've got a fantastic Thai place here, which may be my favorite restaurant, Sriracha Thai. Um, and then I shouldn't leave out my friends over at Table 20. So um, okay. we've got quite, and you know, almost all of those are walkable from one to another. So if you go park downtown and one has a wait, just go visit the next one. There you go. All right. Uh, favorite uh, guilty pleasure? 
Oh, cheese dip. Cheese <laughs> dip. Okay. I said that's probably not the only one, but I love cheese <laughs> cheese dip, chocolate, Captain and Coke. Um, All right. Yeah, that's favorite, probably favorite local getaway. Other than the barn. Oh my gosh, probably the barn. Um, I feel like I really haven't been anywhere, but I guess in the land of non-COVID, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do is if I have a meeting downtown or an early morning meeting, um, I'd get somebody to come here and, you know, horse house barn sit and go stay at any fun, nice hotel that I could find around the perimeter or downtown on Priceline and just enjoy mm-hmm. the restaurants in those areas and see the sights and get out. That is the one thing that, you know, you kind of, I love living in the country, but I miss Atlanta. And for, you know, Mitch has known me forever. <laughs> I've lived, I've lived in Sandy Springs and Marietta, Virginia Highlands. You know, I've been all over the city. So, you know, there's lots of different haunts I like to revisit. So that's right. probably my fav- favorite thing to do. All right. And the last question, we'll see if this is different from what we talked about before, but mm. favorite non-work hobby. It's going to be riding my horse dressage okay. by far. Um, okay. It's it's pretty much my main hobby. If I'm not doing that, I try to find time to do some gardening. I'll always plant a little, I call it a kitchen garden um, in the summer and at least grow peppers and tomatoes and um, usually grow squash. Even if I don't plant anything else, those three are kind of staples. Very good. So. All right. Um, so if someone wants to get a story idea to you for the show, what's the best way to do that? Probably the best way is just to email me, carol at denimmarketing.com. Okay. So, we'll add the yeah. graphic in there. And yep. uh, and the website URL, people want to watch and if listen. If you want to check it out, just go to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.com. Okay. Excellent. So anything else? The open-ended question, final, open-ended final question. Anything else about... Uh, about you or the show that we haven't talked about that you want to mention? Golly, you know, I could say that, you know, food, when we used to be in studio, food would be the way to our heart. I mean, I can <laughs> tell you that Chicken Chat Salad Chick came on more than once and always brought us phenomenal samples. So if we ever get back in studio, feel free to, you know, bring us cool restaurants and bring us food. <laughs> I think I think cheese dip is going to be next uh, delivery to, to Carol. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, we've been talking with Carol Morgan. Carol, thanks for... Thanks for taking some time with us and uh, everyone else come back next Sunday for another edition of our four questions journalist spotlight.